Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing state snacks, strange town names, and tropical drinks on tropical islands. Then we get to the week's tech news, including Netflix with ads and box office Zoom calls. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 351, recorded November 7th, 2022. Toaster oven time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets Internet. You, I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are less than three guys, but more than one guy. It's Stan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Hello, What's Sean. up? What's going on? I have to be honest with you. I actually did think about what clever thing I was going to say at the opening of the show, and there's literally nothing interesting about today. There's no good, weird holidays. Nothing interesting happened on history of this day. Uh, there's there are ce- the celebrities whose today birthdays are are not interesting. The best I could come up with is on this day in history, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected to a historic fourth term, beating Thomas Dewey. Who in the famous Dewey defeats Truman uh, headline election? Right. What was that? That was it. And also, also, I kid you not, it is National uh, Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day, and I could not make a joke about <laughs> dog cancer, so I just <laughs> no, left that one no, there. No, that's not acceptable. That's not, not, not this classy kind of show we're doing. Who makes those holidays? Who does that? I, I don't, I have a feeling it's one of those things, like, if you donate enough to a local politician... They'll like mm. declare it whatever you want. You know, it's like I remember a couple of years ago, there was a massive debate. Um, this was back when I get the New York news stations, but New York had a big debate over the state snack. Because at one point it was the potato chip, which was invented in Saratoga, New York. Um, but it was it Chobani was planning to build a big yogurt factory in New York, but wouldn't do it unless they, this is true. Wouldn't do it unless they declared yogurt, the state snack in New York, like the stupidest, <laughs> most petty thing. And there was like, and I don't actually, now I'm curious uh, what the New York state snack is. If, if yeah. Yogurt's a terrible snack. Oh, there you go. I, mean, I yogurt. love yogurt, but it it doesn't beg snackability except for gogurt. Sure. That's true. Why does New York have a state snack? Oh, look, there's a whole lesson here for students learning how government works by figuring out why New York has a state snack. And should the government have the power to declare a state snack? Yeah, that's an impingement on our rights. (laughs) Yeah, back in what is the Massachusetts state snack? Uh, It is the. I know the state muffin is the cranberry muffin. I don't know if we have a state uh, snack or not. How can you have a state muffin and not have a state snack? Oh, the Boston cream donut, apparently. That's well, that's that's that tracks. But I don't there's some disagreement here on the Internet. Wikipedia list of U.S. state foods. All right, let's go down to Massachusetts here. I could, I find this stuff. So we don't have a state snack. We have a state muffin, a state bean, the baked navy bean, uh, a state cookie, the chocolate chip cookie, wholly unoriginal, um, and the state donut is the Boston cream donut, the state dessert, the Boston cream pie. That makes sense. 
And Dan, you'll appreciate this. The Washington State vegetable is the Walla Walla sweet onion. Love me some Walla Walla sweet onion. I love saying Walla Walla. It's got to be the most fun. Find me a more fun city in the United States to say. Okay, fun city <laughs> names. Aren't you glad the internet exists? Uh, it, this is one of those Don't Panic episodes where the Don't Panic Google's things episode six, it, yeah. And regurgitates them into audio. <laughs> How about uh, Bangs, Texas? <laughs> no. Buff, Alaska? What was it? Dinosaur, Colorado? What was the Alaska one? Oh, Buff, Colorado, uh, Buff, Alaska. Buff, Alaska... Why not it's, North Carolina? That's close. There's something about the uh, alliteration in Walla Walla, Washington that just really brings it to the next level. Okay, how about this? Okay, Oklahoma. Oh, that's good. Mm, that's deep. Now, how is it spelt? O-K-A-Y. It was named after the OK Truck Manufacturing Company. Oh, my God. <laughs> it would be really funny if it was just OK. It would be OK, comma, OK. What about, what about Oblong, Illinois? <laughs> that's a mouthful <laughs> that's a terrible name though yeah not as bad as hooker oklahoma no god what is hooker does, does it say where that comes from hooker uh no it did not not in the article i was reading oh no it, i'm sorry it does say here it was uh, a guy's name guy's nickname uh, John Hooker Threckold, uh, a ranch foreman. That's fair. The, yeah, the, wasn't there a uh, early American uh, patriot or something? The last name of Hooker. Not Are you thinking the... at a certain point though? You got to change. You got to vote to change your town name. Unless maybe they're leaning into it. Maybe this is like the red light district of uh, where, where was of Illinois? Where is Hooker? <laughs> That would be Hooker, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They got OK and Hooker in Oklahoma. Man, it's an OK hooker. <laughs> hooker. Um, okay. I also think, did, did I tell you about some of the funny Washington states? These aren't necessarily cities or anything, but like uh, disappointment pass and, and things like that. Uh, funny Washington state place names new googling on don't panic <laughs> it never gets old hump tulips that's pretty good hump tulips oh yeah welcome washington index washington startup washington vader washington There are some good ones, but the, the, some of the place names. Oh, yeah. Mount Despair. Here we go. Mount Despair. Washington State's bummer place names ranked. Excellent article. Desolation <laughs> Peak, Poison Lake, Mount Terror, Mount Despair, mm. Damnation Peak, Massacre Bay. I've been to Massacre Bay. Victim Island. <laughs> Obstruction Island. Obstruction Island is kind of a bummer. It's got nothing on Victim Island, though. Victim Island. And that's a reality show I would watch. <laughs> Useless Bay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Charles Wilkes noted this bay offered no protection for vessels. Apparently, it's only used for a bay. Useless Bay. Point to no point. 
This is this is good. I really love these sarcastic Washington place names. Oh yeah, Poo Poo Point. It's a really good hike at Poo Poo Point. And every time I say it, I have to I have to not giggle because people do mention that place all the time. They ran uh, out of all the normal place names by the time they got to you. I like I haven't been to Point No Point though. I gotta take a picture next to that sign. Um, Colby, I've got to ask you, what are you drinking? It looks delicious. <laughs> I made a daiquiri. I, oh, look at, oh, look, he's got the glass. Oh, he's got the stem. Looks frosty and delicious. It's pretty good. By the way, Colby, I don't know if my tastes have evolved or this place was worse, but I was disappointed with all but one of the Mai Tais I had in Hawaii. Mm. they were too watery or or and they like is this like part of the styles that people don't combine the ingredients they just sort of do it like a float and then you have to mix it yourself like a like bubble tea or something yeah i feel like i wasn't in, impressed with the like craftsmanship of the mai tais we had in calif in in hawaii especially for the twenty dollars <laughs> maybe it was $18 at the time but it was it was still a lot yeah I don't know I mean I've only really ever had Mai Tais in Hawaii oh well I can I can make a really good Mai Tai I think my Mai Tais are now better than the Hawaii Mai Tais so nice next time alright sounds good I will say though I do have to jump in in favor of the mediocre Mai Tai because okay. I've had a lot of mediocre. Mai- I like a mediocre Mai Tai. Like there are some drinks I will get pissed off if it's mediocre. A mediocre Mai Tai is like just fruity enough where I'm like, I it, it's it's a you know, it's a pre-made syrup or whatever. And it's not. But you know what? I drink them so rarely. If I'm on a beach, I tend to let it go. Here's the thing, though, Sean, and this is what I was realizing while I was sitting on the beach drinking a mediocre Mai Tai is for the same price. You can get one of those like blended rum, coconut, banana brain blasters. And that shit is delicious, no matter how shitty they make it. Did you remember the place we stayed at? The fancy place we stayed at had a drink that was like it was like a coconut mojito or something. Oh, mm-hmm. like a frozen coconut mojito, which sounded insane, but I still think about it. It was so <laughs> yeah, so, so good, so minty, so coconutty. <laughs> See, like a margarita, a, a mediocre to bad margarita will piss me off. Like that's one drink where I will not stand because it's I don't like a Mai Tai has a lot of fresh ingredients you theoretically would need. Like it's not easy to make a good Mai Tai, a decent like even like chain restaurant margarita is not that hard to make so when i get like a crappy one that really infuriates me yes sure all you have to do is juice the lime just juice the lime you know especially when it's like an old mix that's been sitting out and they put barely any alcohol in it and oh yeah that bums me out for shame hmm now i want a margarita (laughs) <laughs> Don't Next worry, on the list. Your drink's still really good, I'm sure. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we see the blender going in the background. Um 
Yeah, I was looking. I, I talked about this on the show last week. I'm going to Vegas next week. And there is uh, right near the hotel I'm staying at. There is a, they just opened a extraordinarily high end uh, tequila bar that specializes oh. in tequila drinks. And I was like, man, of all the alcohols like to that, I haven't spent a lot of time with tequila seems like but they were like minimum $50 a drink type place like like when i say high end i'm not like i'm not joking around uh does it come with a steak it, no <laughs> i but and listen they're not even like big glasses of alcohol they're like the little glasses but it's like the finest like we flew it in from mexico this morning type tequila like they're absolutely crazy <laughs> I, i'm probably not gonna do it but i i did for a second i'm like What's the most expensive drink in my life I've ever purchased? And could I tell if I got a $50 cocktail? Could I really tell the difference? Colby and I have had $50 cocktails. I was going to say, I think I think I the the only time I've the most expensive drinks I've ever had was at that that place, the aviary in New York that we went to, which the drinks were I mean, they were good. But they did come in like like each of them came in like a Rube Goldberg like contraption. Oh, there's a show that went with it. Yeah, like it was a whole uh, very much so. Yeah, you know, a whole thing. Um, yeah, if it comes in like a collector's glass, I can get you know. <laughs> well, you you, 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 you may to pay keep a little extra. contraption, but like it was it was a contraption. It was like yeah. an amusement park ride. Ah. <sighs> A place. The view is nice. Was well, nice. I think you should go, Sean, for the sake of the show. I think so too. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't know. You might really appreciate the difference between a fifty dollar cocktail well, and a fifteen dollar one. I do think. I don't think I've ever spent more than twenty dollars on a cocktail in my life. That's probably the most I've ever spent. So now would be. Now would be the time. Yeah. Okay. Just I'm curious. Rope a customer in. You know, well, that's what it is. I got to I got to get somebody to like buy me one and write it off on their expense report. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Got to work my way. And by the way, this is not being recorded or anything. Be admitting to business crimes. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's the uh, you got vendors, right? People. Oh, at this conference want to sell you stuff. No, actually, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. They don't. These are guys who no. these are guys who build decks for a living. They don't give a shit what I do. Got it. There's you, no you, by the other. Way, there's not a single. I'm just trying to help you out here, Sean. There's not a single no, other company there who's like you're who buys no. stuff from you oh. or. No. no, absolutely not. Do you, do you know what I do at these trade shows? Like what I spend my time like during are the day. Are you uh, out on the street spinning one of the signs? Honestly, <laughs> that'd be more useful. I'm uh, vacuuming. Okay. Picking up trash, picking okay. up lunch. Uh, I am basically an assistant gopher exchanging drill batteries. Um, that's basically <laughs> my job at these shows is just to handle that stuff so the sales guys can sell. I am so unimportant. I see. So you got Oh, I get it. So you got to get one of the sales guys to take you out to one of the clients meet and greets after the thing. And I have done that. That's how I go to the really expensive restaurants. Right. Is I tag. Oh, hey, where are you guys going? Can I tag along? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And and actually, we did that one year and we pissed. 
I, it ended up being fine, but like we totally ignored the customer and just like had a blast. Just the company guys, and they were so mad at us. And uh, thankfully, we we made it okay in the end. But the whole time, we just they were bummers. We just totally ignored them. Not very nice of us. Sounds like a them problem. <laughs> well, you know, they should have been cooler and more exciting. I think the whole time they want to go to a better party. <laughs> we were lame. Um, excellent. What else is uh, what else I, is I hot told, here? I think I told everyone before the show, but I finally got my Woo! my keyboard that I referenced last show off delayed and misconfigured. So I'm undertaking an arts and craft project while we look at tech news slowly pulling off all the keys and then slowly replacing them. Now, do you know what order they go back in? Yes, because I am putting them in front of me in the order that they came out. Just put it back alphabetically. It's the same thing. And I took a photo beforehand just to make sure I wouldn't screw it up. (laughs) Very smart. Very smart. Yes, because I've screwed it up before. These also, they have... um, they have an orientation, Ooh, so not only does the, the order the matter, swoop on that. but the uh, which way it goes matters. If Dan, it would not surprise me if you told me that, like, yeah, these keys are specially made to my finger shape. That's the next. They're molded the next, uh, to fit my fingers. Yeah, because I like the their uh, Moonlander. I really like the quality of it, and I like its features. But I think I agree with Colby. It is just a little bit too big for my my little Dan hands. Uh, yeah. So that's the that's the next the next evolution. Frankly, is when I straight up design and build my own keyboard, and I I move into some house and I buy a three D printer, and then that's it. It's just you never see me ever again. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, I don't think I'm ready for that yet, though. Die. I do. I think I have seven mechanical keyboards at this house right now. Uh, Five of which work. (laughs) If anyone wants a a happy hacking keyboard, I have two willing to part with one of them. Oh, boy, what a contest right into us. Don't panic show at gmail.com subject line. I want I want Dan's leftover keyboard. Yeah. And tell me why it should go to you. He needs to go to a loving home. That's right. You all, and also make sure you include in the email the number I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a, a check made out to, you know, Daniel Miller would not go amiss either. You know, presumably no, just the person a- who sends in the largest check is going to win, although all the checks will be cashed. Yeah, I was going to say, and Dan Miller's kind of hard to spell. Just write cash in the sub <laughs> in the in the two line. Um. A good option. I saw a, uh, I saw a, a privacy-focused startup. I was reading through the news today, prepping for the show, and they, in an effort, you can, they wanted to use a payment system that was truly not trackable. So you can put cash in an envelope and send it to them, and they will tie it to your account, and that's how you paid for their service. This was a real thing. This was like some VPN or something, and they were like, "Yeah, we're introducing pay by cash." <laughs> and I'm like, that that's almost sounds like an cool. April Fool's joke. <laughs> and they're like, you yeah, you know, just put like thirty dollars in an envelope, send it to us, you get the VPN for a year or whatever. I'm like, okay. So what do they like do? Sweet. Do they say like, do they have like a uh, 
like a specific dollar amount that you must send. And then that's how they tie it back to whose account should be given the uh, the subscription or whatever. No, they generate a code, a unique code for your account. Uh, uh, and then you have to that code is tied to your account. And you put that in the envelope with the cash. I see. I see. I see. They're based in Sweden. I don't know what they're doing with U.S. currency, but you can send it to them. So I kind of want to try it. Spooky. Yeah, when you've got, well, I don't know what you're doing where that, you've got to go that far to hide your activities. It, there's no good reason you need to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you want a VPN, I get that. But when you're at the point where you're putting cash in an envelope, um, you've, I'm you've really gone too far. I'm really Netflix is going to come after me. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you're, you really got to be that untraceable, huh? <laughs> well, they're the, you know, it's, a similar kind of person to the uh, doomsday prepper cosplayer. There's like the, the person who just enjoys being as anonymous as possible. It's like a fun hobby, like keyboards, except they're like, Oh yeah, I run like a Linux distro on my laptop and it doesn't even save anything to the hard drive. And every time I restart it, everything gets deleted and it runs only free software drivers because, you know, I can't, I need to know everything that's happening in this thing. And I use uh, only burner email accounts. Like that's totally uh, a thing. Yeah, it is crazy. Some of the, um, I know in the marketing world, when, when they're working on marketing for new products, sometimes they'll have a computer, a computer in a room with no internet that is locked with a security guard in front to keep secrets secret when you're working on a campaign i mean some of that stuff is pretty serious yeah i'm not saying no one needs to be this secure i just think the majority of people who are being that secure are mo- are doing it for fun <laughs> would be my guess i feel like the 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 people who talk about being that secure are doing it for fun and the people you mm. don't know yeah are the ones like if you need to be that secure you aren't telling anyone <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, this, this is a hundred percent true. I did have a coworker. This was a couple of weeks ago. You know, I get the the tech questions as the young guy in the office, and I had this person. They're like, Sean, should I be worried about how secure the Wi-Fi is in my house? Like, could someone hack into the Wi-Fi in my house? And I'm like, Do you see a lot of vans driving up and down your street with hackers written on the side? <laughs> no, you don't. Then you're probably fine. I I was like. You are way more of a risk of your password getting stolen than anyone hacking into your Wi-Fi. I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. Yeah. Plus, like with the yeah, you know, that used to be a problem with WEP, but with WPA2, like, is it even, you know, possible by, uh, you know, non-nation states to hack into a Wi-Fi network? Well, but it's the same with those. You know, it's all those local news stars where you're like, "New uh, can can hackers remotely slam the brakes on your car and cause an accident?" And I'm like, "Even if they can, it's the same. <laughs> like planes can crash, but statistically, you're probably fine." They don't. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think anyone's going to remotely, you know, grab your aunt's uh, Subaru and uh, you know send her into a ditch. I wouldn't worry about it. I sure hope not. <laughs> um, all, all your aunts uh, drive subarus uh you know hey listen it's an aunt kind of car not judging <laughs> a fine maker of automobiles um have we talked about how uh you cannot rent a subaru 
at a car rental place. I don't know how car- that would have ever come up in conversation. Well, because I, I a while ago we were thinking about buying a Subaru, and we were like, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we just go down to Enterprise?" And this is when we were doing the monthly re- monthly rentals of cars, and just like rent one, and then we can test drive it for a month. And the answer is no. Car rental companies, none of them carry Subarus at all, and it's I couldn't find any explanation as to why online. Hmm. Uh, but it doesn't really make sense unless it's all BS and I never I didn't end up pursuing this. But like supposedly Subarus are very reliable, especially in like, you know, wet, snowy climates. Right. So you'd think that if you, you were a car, I would think if I were a car, it's a company. Reliability is the number one thing I care about. And I want to be making as few repairs and have the car make as much money for me as possible. Maybe Subarus are actually unreliable. And this is all like a great trick played on us by the Subaru marketing marketing folks. The rental guys know something you don't. Mm. Could be. Do you think it is a it might have to do with the format of their cars? Subarus rental agencies mostly have sedans and like vans. SUVs. Well, or bigger SUVs. Like, I don't think there are a lot of small SUVs that you rent. You would just get a bigger sedan. I don't know if there's a big rental market for the crossover. That's a good point. That goes at in. Actually, I had my first uh, experience with a a uh, rental car breaking on me in Hawaii. Hmm. And I'll give Enterprise full credit. They like totally handled it and didn't blame me and made it very stress free, which was nice. I was very worried. Uh, we had a regular ass car, the cheapest car you can rent. And then we were, you know, returned it and they're like, oh, well, here's this other car we have. Is this okay? And it was a crossover. And that was the first time I'd ever had a crossover rental. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Every other time I've, it's been a car or an SUV. When I went to Charlotte last, they literally said to me, uh, we're totally out of sedans. You, you can have a van or a, you can have yep. a van or a truck. And we had like three of us. It was not necessary at <laughs> all. But there was like, we don't have a single sedan on the lot. And they were like worried I was going to get mad. I'm sure other people did. I was like, I don't give a shit if it drives. I don't care. Yeah, um, it depends where you are. In Hawaii, it's, not, it's weird, right? Because on the one hand, you want a four-wheel drive Jeep because some of the roads are just dirt. On the other hand... There is not a lot of space in any of the places where you want to park. And it's actually was materially advantageous to have a smaller car in many circumstances. So I was a little bummed to have the larger car, especially because we had just finished the dirt road part of the trip. Uh, Uh, Too little too late. Yep. 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 Um, Anyways, tech news. (laughs) Yeah, let's pivot. Time to pivot. Uh, On over to tech news. Uh, We just did a show five days ago, um, so we don't have a month's worth of news to recoup, but there were some things that happened in the last five days, uh, and they're here in the rundown. If you guys want to take a look, see if there's a story there that's interesting to you, worth checking out. I don't have it pulled up, Cole, but you're going to have to pick this time. Oh, no. That's a lot of pressure. It is a lot. It's all on you, my uh, friend. We've got wait ads on Netflix. Netflix is seeing subscriber decline, so the problem, the solution to that problem, is to have ads. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when <laughs> you know, fourteen ninety nine is too expensive. 
uh, feel free to bump it down with ads. Uh, it's been talked about for a long time. It's finally here. Their basic with ads plan is now available. Uh, how does it work? So uh, it will have ads, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, but the tier will also limit you to 720p streaming. Uh, no 4K or 1080p content for you. Um, you won't be able to watch every title in the library. There are certain titles that won't be available, and you won't be able to download shows for offline viewing. Um, according to Netflix, uh, they expect an average of four to five minutes of advertisement per hour of content. Um, initially, they say the spots are going to be between 15 and 30 seconds long, though you'll see them both before and during the shows and films. Um, they'll obviously use the data they know about you to target the ads. It will cost $7 a month, obviously a discount on the current ones. And it's now available in 12 countries, including the U S yeah, no thanks. Well, my mom pays for my Netflix. So <laughs> that's funny. Your mom also pays for my Netflix. <laughs> what that's hell, crazy. Sean? <laughs> She's a nice lady. What can I say? Um, it could be true. What's weird? I don't think our password has changed since we were in college <laughs> together. I, I kid you not. I think my brother's college roommate is still on my plan, and he graduated <laughs> like six years ago. And I do still think he uses our Netflix. So I haven't had the heart <laughs> to change the password on him. Um, it's interesting. The biggest thing for me, is, like I get it. I frankly think it should be less than seven. I think four ninety nine is probably better price point for this. Uh, and I don't care. Listen, people have different amounts of money, and I'm fine with them offering different levels. What's weird to me is how do they choose where they insert the ads? Yeah. Traditional TV, you know, if it's reruns of the office, they already had ad breaks built in. Like that makes sense. But man, when you're a Netflix original movie, do they just suddenly stop the content and shove the ads in there? It's, it's a very strange adding ads to something that never had. It is kind of strange. Now I wonder, did they have to do something technically for the shows that did, originally air with ads to go back and mark where the ad should be inserted. I would think so. I mean, that would be yeah. rather than do it algorithmically. That's um, it would be smart <laughs> to manually tag them. I, but I wonder, is that like, you know, when the, uh, when back in the day, when the, the, uh, I don't know, is this how it worked actually when the TV shows tapes would arrive at the uh, local station would, I guess that was never really the case because by the time we had TV shows, it was your own station. Yeah, never mind. But that's my point: is that there's no metadata, as far as I'm aware, that that indicates where ads should be inserted in this show. So that sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, someone had to manually flag those. I'm sure. Yeah, there was a period of time where it could have just been like the Amazon Prime app on the Apple TV or something, but. It would. I don't know if it's because they were algorithmically doing it or it was something was just broken, but every time it would show an ad, it would stop like three seconds before the natural like scene, the actual cut. And then the ad would finish and then you would see the last the, the last three seconds of the scene you were watching before the ad started and it would go right into the next one. It was very that's annoying. Yes. Not ideal. No, a lot of bad ways to do it. The other thing I hate is when it's they run the same ad 300 times. 
Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, oh, enjoy these four ads. And it's the same four ads. Yes. Uh, that is wild. Though that's... So I- I was in, I was at my parents this weekend and the political ads. Oh my god! Oh like yeah! One after another, after another, after another, after another. Every commercial break, <laughs> like crazy. Any particularly good ones in uh, in Rhode Island? So Rhode Island, it's the I think it's the Senate race where there's like a uh, there's like a Republican who like it maybe is could do okay and like a not that popular like democrat candidate which is novel for like rhode island is pretty pretty democratic like as it as a whole like the state so so it's it's mostly those two where it's like this guy will take away abortion and like this guy is his dad is rich he actually one, one of them is very uh the guy like the guy from parks and rec nick newport yeah <laughs> had everything handed to him did you uh i think this was on twitter r.i.p uh but there was a someone took like a video of their tv and it was like you know the end of a dr oz ad is like you know and blah 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 you know thank you paid for by dr oz for senate and then it's like opponent guy Dr. Oz fucking sucks. <laughs> yes. Just, like, <laughs> just the immediate next commercial. <laughs> what did it say? It wasn't Dr. Oz fucking sucks, but it was like basically that. It was, like, it, was, it, was do- it was literally Dr. Oz sucks. Like that was oh, the, the was. line. Because that was Fetterman's ad. It was just some like blue collar guy. He's like, Dr. Oz sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. I've been getting, you know, I, I live in Massachusetts not really any competitive races here. So I've been getting these ads from a group called citizens for sanity. I don't know if you've seen this. It's bizarre. They're not endorsing any one candidate, although clearly they're more Republican than democratic, but they're just like crime in cities at an all time high. And Biden's Mm. giving money to Ukraine to start world war three. When will people get the idea citizens for sanity? And it's like, you're not even endorsing. You're just saying like shit sucks. Like, I can't believe you paid money for this like over the top commercial. Um, Don't forget how bad your life is. Tell politicians no more. No more what? <laughs> I don't. You're confusing me. Um, yeah. So if you're going to go out and vote, vote for uh, Netflix with ads uh, coming soon to an <laughs> app near you. Let's see. What else? What else? We've got Zoom meetings in your local theater. We've got YouTube shorts on your TV. Oh, yeah, I got the, the Zoom app got redesigned. Is that that's not what that is about? No, totally unrelated. But, but it's, um, a, you know, I don't often say this. It is a worse design because before you open the Zoom app in it, there was a very clear call to action. Oh, maybe I just got switched. Oh, I think my thing just got switched. Maybe they just like temporarily switched me to team chats. When I updated the app, because now I open it up and it does bring me to home with new meeting join. Uh, okay, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> I take it back. Uh, a specific Dan problem. Well, Dan, this might entice you. Zoom is working with AMC movie theaters to turn some of their theaters into massive video conferencing spaces for seventy-five to one hundred and fifty people. AMC will even provide food and beverage offerings. 
um, and a concierge-style personal handling of meeting needs. Uh, the service will be available at every AMC theater, launching up in up to 17 major U.S. markets next year. Uh, they say it's a way to connect remote workers, providing a centrally located venues in cities that aren't necessarily located near the company HQ. Um, uh, Zoom is going to bring in uh, the equipment to make it a fully functional Zoom rooms experience. Um, they say it could also be used for in-person events um, and for customer presentations. How does this work? Like, where are the cameras? Well, that's I'm guessing when they say that Zoom provides, quote, the necessary equipment for a fully functional Zoom rooms experience. That's my guess is. Um, but does every chair in the theater have a camera on the back or are you all just watching someone on Zoom? I think it's more that it's more of a one to many type of thing. So I've done something similar to this back at my last company where we were all over the globe. And what they would do is when they would do like a big presentation from headquarters in Saudi Arabia, they would like bring in a crew with like a satellite feed and they'd get like 50 of us in a room at like four in the morning, which was crazy. We all had to go to the <laughs> office at like a stupid early hour. And the whole point of us was the guy at the beginning. be like, and now let's it, it was like the office. It was like that bit in the office where they do the the remote viewing parts like, and let's say hello to the people in Shanghai. And then everyone would wave to the camera and, and let's say hello to the people in Houston. And we would all wave. Uh, and that was the yeah. extent of it. But that was, it was sort of that simulcast experience. And I'm like, okay, that kind of, if you're based in Austin, but you have a bunch of people in New York city, it might make sense to rent out a theater for a day for a team building all hands kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I actually don't think it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. I'm, I will not. give them credit. Um, definitely and a good way not. for theaters to get some business going. I would love to eat popcorn in a long meeting. I oh, still, that's true. You know, this is I, I love it, it. Should Twitter implode, which probably will. I'm going to be very bummed because my list of faves on Twitter are, I just read back through and I just laugh like there's so much great stuff. But one of my favorites that I never forget is the time, Colby, you went to the movie theater and got a giant beer. And I don't know why I liked it. It's just a picture of you and you're like, look at this giant beer. It's like a picture of this giant beer. But every time I scroll by it, this was God, this must have been six, seven years ago. I laugh every time I see it. I'm <laughs> um, still in my faves. I said, oh, Colby and his giant beer. I posted that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I have it deep, deep within my likes. I do remember when that happened because it was like it was like a movie theater soda <laughs> size beer. Like I had to pee so bad. <laughs> it was movie. absurd. No, it was gen, and it was like to the lip of the glass. Like yeah. they, they, they were generous in the poor. They were not messing around. I think that theater is still open, Maybe so Colby can go get beer. his giant beer for his meeting. Right. <laughs> that oops that would make meetings better popcorn and beer at the movies i just got into microwave popcorn at home i never used to eat popcorn like ever uh and i just got back into microwave popcorn that's not an interesting story <laughs> i don't have a microwave Tragic. oh my oh, god sad. the other day colby Lena like stopped in the kitchen and like went like, I just remember that Colby doesn't have a microwave. 
Because it really, it's a big mystery. Just and I know, I know what you're going to say. You just use the stove, put it in the pot, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> shit sticks to the pot. What are you going to do? Use a nonstick pot? Like, do you even have a nonstick pot? I bet you don't even have a nonstick pan. I have nonstick, like, frying pans. Even nonstick frying pan. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. Now, what, what if you st- got, like, a big thing of, like, like an Indian rice dish, right? Mm. And, it, and it's voluminous. You're going to put that in a frying pan and just, like, stir the rice around in the frying pan? Yeah, that's what I do. That's <laughs> Dan, genuinely Dan what being, I do. Hang on. I, I got to tell you, Dan's being really harsh on Colby right now. Like, I, I got to jump in here. Like, you're like, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> it does seem Come crazy. On. I don't know. It's just, uh, well, now there's no room. There is no room for a microwave. We have a giant toaster oven. Dan, I don't know if you were here for this, but we upgraded our toaster oven to an even bigger toaster oven. And wow. now we almost exclusively use the toaster oven instead of the actual oven. Even for baking. Yeah. Wow. And smart. We got an app. Laura cooked a chicken in there the other day. A whole Shit, chicken. Dog. It's no joke. So who, who need, listen, when you live the Colby lifestyle, everything is slow and easy, okay? <laughs> yes, you know, that's true. too fast. He's not in a right. He's got no way. Colby's on island time, baby. <laughs> that's right. He's on toaster oven time. <laughs> <laughs> title. Well, I had Mount Terror as the title, but now I'm going to write that one down, too. Um... Okay, I took all the switches off. Oh my god! Well, now you got to put them all back on. Yeah, I think that'll be easier though. Uh, uh, any other stories we want to discuss, or should we move on to picks? Let's move on to picks. Oh no, Um, I had a pick last week, and now I can't remember what it was. Well, you got. We'll put you last, Dan. So you got a few minutes to see if you can remember. Uh, picks at Sparshow Show. Each of us want to bring something we want to share with the world. Uh, Colby, why don't you go first? What are you watching? Uh, Andor, the new, the the new, 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 new Star Wars show on Disney Plus. It's really good. It's a good show. My dad started. My dad watched the first episode, and he was like, "I didn't like it. It wasn't Star Wars enough." Um, and I think by that he meant none of the characters are in the movies, really, <laughs> except the one, the one guy. Uh, but it's like in contrast to Obi-Wan Kenobi, which had Star Wars people in it. It's like a great, it's a great show, actual good show. It's like very like that. All of the character, like there are tons of characters that like pop up, like all of the people that speak have like at least a little bit of like depth to them. It's very interesting. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of, characters who are a part of the empire and there's a lot of like corporate intrigue in their in their storylines it's it's pretty great so my ears are perked that sounds right up my alley i think you'd like it you know it's i'm exciting. amazed that this show is doing well and that the new game of thrones show is doing well but i'm pleasantly surprised yeah you know Great. Very cool. It's not Andor on Disney Plus. I think there's more. There's more of it. 
Still yeah, there. I haven't really dug too much of the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff, but I may have to check that out. It seems the reviews seem pretty darn positive. It's like, uh, look, I, I enjoyed the Mandalorian as much as anyone, but this is a much more like <laughs> mentally stimulating show than than the Mandalorian. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Uh, I will go next here. Uh, I hate phone cases. I hate them. I had a naked phone for many, many years. Um, and then I kept breaking them. So I finally acquiesced. And now that it's a company owned phone and they get mad if I keep breaking them. Um, I didn't have much of a choice. I had a case on it before that I liked, but after a year, uh, it had gotten kind of dirty and kind of busted. So I just recently bought the Otterbox prefix series clear case. I try and go with the thinnest, lightest case I can get my hands on because of how much I don't like them. And uh, it slots onto my iPhone 12. Great. It's nice and thin. Uh, It's got a kind of a cushy border, which really helps on the, you know, if if it drops it on the corner. But it's clear on the back, so you can see that beautiful blue color. Um, And it's not too obstructive. So um, actually, I really, I've liked it a lot since I've upgraded. Um, And it's also pretty reasonably priced at... uh, at $35, which I don't think is too wild. So if you're looking for a phone case, but you hate phone cases, uh, Otterbox Prefix is my pick. Uh, and Dan, I'm annoyed because this was going to be my pick this week. So oh, you really? Me. You scooped me, bud. What do you yeah. got for the people? Uh, yeah, so I'm picking an app called Flighty, uh, which I think is an iOS-only app. And it's like... Uh, Parcel is to tracking things on iOS as flighty is the flight. So it's like one place where it doesn't matter if it's American or Delta. You can put all your flights in here. Uh, And I tried this a while ago and I was like super not impressed. I was like, whatever, like this isn't helping me really at all. The thing I actually used to use it for is when I was picking someone up from the airport, I would put their flight in here and then it was easier because then it's not in my like Delta app. I can't just open up my Delta app and see someone else's flight. You can do that with Flighty. It's cool for that. Uh, the two things I realized, so I tried it because it, everyone was talking somewhere about their support for live activities. And so the live activities thing came out. I was taking flights to and from Hawaii. I was like, I'll try I'll try Flighty again. You have to pony up for the premium to use the uh, live activities, but I think it's worth it. Uh, and it's actually really nice having the live activity Uh, I didn't have like gate changes or any unexpected complications, so I didn't get to see how it was for that. But I was surprised at how useful it was to have it on the flight. So flighty like closely approximates where you are along your flight because it knows when your plane took off and it knows when it's supposed to land. And so then you can just look at your home screen and see how much longer is left on your flight, which was pretty cool. And it was always in the upper upper corner and everything but the other thing i didn't realize is that flighty is like swarm for flying so it keeps track of everywhere you've been and you can have these cool visualizations of like here are the flight paths of all the flights you've ever taken uh let's do a year in review and then then i was sold i was like okay i i'd have no regrets about poning up for the premium version of this now nice sorry sean no, hey, well, listen, you didn't just scoop me, Colby. You want to tell them the bad news? I I picked this many moons ago. Oh, no, I didn't check. It was episode 265, January wow. 29th, 2020. 
Wow. Hang on. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So we were all we've all basically picked this app then. Well, I this is I literally I haven't used it very long, so it's it's pretty new to me. So Colby's Colby's a uh, he's on the forefront. Yeah, he is. I would say no, Dan, I'm excited for my trip with the, the live activities like I'm just begging every app like it's the most I've been excited for an iOS feature in a while and nobody's really supporting it at the moment, especially for like sports scores and stuff. I'm like, I'd really like more like I was surprised the ESPN app hasn't really gotten on it. So um, I'm definitely excited to to try it. Nice. Um, so if you want to hear Colby's review, go check out episode 265. I don't know. Um, I'm sure he said very nice things. Um, no, that's great. Excellent pick. Excellent picks all around. The links to all those will be on the website, of course. You can check them out there. Uh, boys, before I wrap it up, I've got a tease. We've got an up for debate coming later this week. I have to be honest, this may be one of the most inspired episode topics we've ever done. Bridges and tunnels. It came to me in a flash, and I'm truly excited for the potential. Guys, we're going to be talking magic we're gonna be talking magicians (laughs) and illusionists no we're gonna be talking i'm gonna be pulling clips of some of the most infamous uh tricks and illusions ever attempted um we're gonna watch and talk about them and we're gonna talk about the history of magic and a whole bunch of stuff around i'm gonna do research it's gonna be fun uh one of those oddball topics that i'm thrilled we thought about so you're definitely going to circle back i don't know how you guys feel about magic You know, no strong opinions. No, not really. Not really. Yeah, I uh, I'm not freaked out by magic. It doesn't anger me like it does some people. Uh, I am also not the kind of person who needs to know how it happens. I I just like, oh, that was cool. You know, well done. Uh, hypnotists bother the shit. Oh, me. magicians don't. Hypnotists never, never. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Uh, but, but illusionists. Yeah, no, we're going to David Copperfield, uh, Chris Angel, David Blaine. Uh, of course, those are Joe. You got all the, all these people. (laughs) We demand to be taken seriously. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, so that'll be coming up later this week over at up for debate. Uh, you're going to want to check that out wherever you get podcasts. This show, of course, don't is our website. The links to the pics, the audio, the video, it all happens there. But the best way to get the show is to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Look for that big red don't panic button on all the major apps uh, with the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can get a hold of us. Don't panic show at gmail.com or tweet at us at don't panic show. Ah, but we are going to wrap it up here because Dan's got more keyboards to assemble. So uh, we're right. He's sweating, man. He's sweating. This ain't easy. Um, no, this is a workout. Uh, on behalf of Dan and Colby, I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. Hope you had as much fun as we did. And we'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.